What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. FCS football podcast with Joe DeLeon. Well, let's get fat. And Sean Anderson. I am a soothsayer. This is another episode of the FCS football podcast. I am Joe DeLeon, joined by my former teammate, Sean Anderson. We are presented to you by the Believe Podcast Network. We had a handful of FCS games played this past week. We're going to recap it all for you. Sadly, though, Sean, not a single one of these teams won a game, and it seems like the trajectory for this season is a lot of close-fought battles between FCS teams and FBS opponents and then the occasional blowout like Marshall had with Eastern Kentucky. Yeah, it's going to be a a tough season overall for the FCS. It's going to be a lot of, you know how the the uneducated like to uh, coin the term uh, warm-up games for the FBS, which is annoying, but it's going to feel a lot like that just but for the whole season. But if you're going to shine a light on some of the better things, it's going to be getting FCS guys more exposure at higher levels more often, which I think is a good thing. And it's just they're playing football when a lot of teams aren't playing football. So it's good to get ahead of the game now, get your games in now, and then be ready for this upcoming spring ball or spring off season. I'm very happy that I would say two of these games were very hard fought. One of them had strong performances from FCS guys, but we're not able to pull out a a, a close loss. We're going to talk about all that, but folks, before we do, I want to fill you in on a message from our sponsors, Bet Online. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. I say this every time when I talk about Bet Online. I love using it when I'm just hanging out with my friends and being able to put a couple dollars down here or there and making back some of my money with just very simple prop bets like scores at the end of quarters and other various things. If we're just having fun and want to make a couple dollars, if that's what you want to do, it is perfect for you. Or if you want to make a ton of money and put some money down on games, it is also the perfect place for that as well. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online, and there's always the online casino as well. So head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline.ag and sign up today. 
So, Sean, the first game that was played on Thursday was another UCA game, Central Arkansas. They lost to UAB 45-35, but they were in this thing really close. It was a lot of back and forth at one point, but they weren't able to close out and get in within range less than 10. The one thing, though, that did entertain me, Sean, was the uh, the tweet that was floating around from Danny Cannell, who put out there to take the under on 50 and a half for this game. And they surpassed that easily at halftime to, I am get such a kick out of Sean when people try to say, Oh, this game's going to be a blowout and there's not going to be a lot of points scored when there's an FCS team involved. And the FCS team always ends up for the most part, disproving that, uh, that selection. I think I think Marshall versus EKU would have still covered that spread. <laughs> <laughs> I think the spread was a lot different for that With one. The <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, it was a, it was an exciting game for sure. Uh, UCA definitely was scrappy. They felt scrappier than Week One. They were uh, well. I, that's hard to say because they won, but it, it felt pretty similar. They are definitely a second half team. I would say that they are a team that doesn't give up either. That's good to see. Uh, Braylon Smith still cool under pressure at the end of the game. Uh, I really enjoyed – I'm going to let you get to your second point because you're big on your guy, my guy on UCA, Lawan Winningham. Another two touchdowns. First was a circus catch. Absolute sports center top ten. Second was another circus catch. These NFL scouts – have to be seeing these, right, Joe? They have to be seeing what this guy's doing. Yeah, Winningham continues to impress, showing very, very good body control and hands in back-to-back games. He might be a guy that if he finishes strong with two more games that he can just straight-up declare, maybe doesn't earn him a draftable spot, but he could turn himself into a very high-priority free agent just based on the plays that he has made in these two games. Uh, Braylon Smith struggled, obviously, not going over 200 yards and throwing a pick. But Robert Rochelle, who had a, a bit of a rough first game, bounces back with two fumble recoveries and a touchdown on one of those recoveries. So Rochelle, big, big day, but still not enough for them to overcome the power of, of UAB. Sean, you, you already hit on and alluded to this second game, and this was the first game up on Saturday out of any game. It was a sloppy one, to say the very least. Marshall eviscerated Eastern Kentucky 59 to nothing. It was very hard to watch at times, and I'll be completely honest and admit here, I tried watching this game. I left it on all the way through, but there were a couple times where I had to say, I don't, I don't know if I can fully uh, direct my, my entire attention to this game because Marshall was picking them apart so bad. Grant Wells, Marshall's quarterback, Threw for three oh seven and four touchdowns in this game. Were you the was it you or Ryan Roberts that tweeted about Grant Wells just getting the Heisman now? That was not me. Okay. I think that might have been Ryan. Ryan, did, simmer down, buddy. I did tweet. <laughs> uh, I made a comment about how people might have been. I jokingly pointed out how people might have been overvaluing how good Grant Wells was because it was the first game on the day and we haven't had much college football since uh since like last Thursday and the in the week before that and some idiot thought I was serious and tried to argue he tried to quote tweet me and make me look like a dumbass. Um 
but still, I, I, I thought that Wells played pretty well um, for touchdowns, but he's not an FCS guy, so that doesn't really matter much to us. It's odd to me because normally we see these FCS teams when they go up against a big FBS team in that first quarter, like the first seven minutes and 30 seconds of that first quarter, they come out hot. They have some trick plays. They have some stuff that nobody's ever seen before, and they get at least one score. Uh, Eastern Kentucky didn't have that. They look cold, but also Marshall looked good. So as much as you want to discount EKU for not showing up, Marshall definitely showed up. So sadly, though, we didn't get to see much much of a performance from Eastern Kentucky in this game. Uh, Parker McKinney only twenty, or sorry, seventy one passing yards. Booth and Pringle, they're pretty quality running backs. The balance of power and speed with the two of them, they weren't able to get going. I don't think either of them went over sixty yards on the day. So very very rough performance from both of their running backs. This next game, though, Sean, I thought was a very impactful one. It started with. Stephen F. Austin. This was a loss for Stephen F. Austin. UTEP ended up winning 24 to 14, but was very close throughout. On the very first play, though, Stephen F. Austin took a delay of game to raise awareness for equality uh, and bring attention to that, which I thought was was very impactful. It was what a lot of people were talking about on Twitter and on social media that night, and it also went in line with how the day started with Kerr Curb Street putting out a very heartfelt message on college game day, um, very emotional message talking about how we need to be better. I thought it was a good move. Uh, it was a classy move. I'm happy that FCS had a good representative in that field, in that area. One thing I did like about this game uh, was the hard-nosedness. And I, I, I said that definitely week one after the um, UCA Austin P game. I like seeing hard-nosed football. This game was that. It was very fun. I like Stephen F. Austin and how hard they run ran the rock. I get it. You have uh, Ward, McGowan, and Self. None of them had extremely night good yards, but they all had hard yards. It's, it's it's hard to run the ball in college football. It's hard to run the ball it, it anytime. These guys ran it hard, and they, they ran it well. And I, I'm happy about it. I wish their offense did click more. It never felt like it felt little stop start stop start little just too choppy for me it didn't feel like they could ever get that rhythm whereas with this offense if they find that rhythm it's not like they're going to be world beaters but then they could start you know chopping it down chopping it down chopping it down which is what i i think steven f F. austin's strength eventually will be is just beating you down with the running game letting uh self manage the ball matriculate it down the field get some scores throwing but seeing how they ran, I have to deem them a running team. I was really pulling for Stephen F. Austin in this game, too, because they, they were a team that struggled tremendously last season, not winning many games. And when I saw this game was close and when I was able to tune in and turn it on and watch the remaining part of it, I really thought that they were going to find a way back into it and pull off that upset. That would have been huge for them to beat a local Texas team However, they were not able to pull it off. Just generally, though, this was a very, very tight defensive game. You pointed out how they struggled to really get one guy going, running the ball, not really much going for them passing. They were outgunned in terms of yardage by almost over 100 yards uh, by UTEP in this game. 
it ended up being completely put away after Deion Hawkins of UTEP had a four-yard scamper to completely end the thing. So we, we were really, really close to, I think, what was one of the more legitimate upset attempts with this game, but they weren't able to pull it off. Definitely not, but it was probably the closest game that we had to actually having that upset. Yeah, next week I don't think we're going to come as close. We're going to get to some of those games for for the upcoming week uh, at the very end of the show. Sean, this last game had some pretty gaudy stats from a, a guy that we're highly supportive of. Uh, Houston Baptist ended up losing to North Texas 57-31, to North Texas being a very good football program the past few years. You pointed out, though, Sean, this game was a lot uglier than the score entailed because it looked close on paper, but it was a blowout until the very end. Yeah, 17 to 57 with like seven minutes to go in the fourth. And you're like, oh, 31, 57, you think it's a close game, it was a shootout early, but North Texas just pulled away. No, 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 no. They really pulled away, and then Houston Baptist scored two touchdowns within the last seven minutes of the fourth quarter. Probably when Houston, uh, when North Texas had their their subs in. Regardless, I, I don't know if I want to spoil the fat stats in case people haven't seen them or heard them yet. But the uh, the Houston Baptist quarterback I thought played very well, <laughs> and he was definitely um, it was definitely a good what's the word De- not debut, but I guess season debut for him. Yes, a season opener. Season opener that that, that yeah. works too. I saw a lot of positive news and. Uh, readings on social media about uh, his performance, which is good. Uh, I know he's a close personal friend of the show's, uh, so we definitely have to support him. Yeah, I like how you referenced him as Houston Baptist's quarterback, despite him literally being on this show. (laughs) And we talk about him a lot because we love uh, how good of a quarterback he is. I won't spoil anything, though. We'll, we'll get to that when we get to Fat Stats. He he was really the talking point, though, on Saturday night out of any of these FCS games. Big, big performer. And his, his stat line, I think, at halftime was what not just FCS reporters and analysts were talking about. Um, I saw a lot of people pointing out, oh, the, the, this guy's going off. He's throwing for a ton of yards, and he has X amount of touchdowns after this point in the game. So he, he had a very good performance. We'll hit on that actually right now, Sean. We're, despite having a, a shortened show compared to normal, because there are significantly less games than we would during a typical regular season, we cut most of the segments that we usually do, but we are still bringing back fat stats because we have two very, very good stat lines that are worth acknowledging. Sean, who is your guy that we just spent the past three minutes building up? The, the player who we ended up Scooby-Dooing. Is the term that I would like to uh, coin? <laughs> is that a, is that a term? I just came up with it. Uh, it is uh, Bailey Zapp, quarterback for Houston Baptist University, thirty nine for sixty two, uh, passing four hundred eighty yards, three touchdowns. The boy went off. The boy decided I'm going to take the ball. We're going to throw it sixty times, but I'm going to get four hundred eighty yards. I'm going to get my three touchdowns. I. I don't know what I'm doing. That. He's a great team player. I know that's just what the game plan entailed, but uh, definitely a very fat stat and a great fat stat to start the season. Where where did you come up with the boy? Is that is that his uh, is, is that like his nickname or something? Or are you just going with that? Is it is like it's Ted Williams nickname. and the kid? <laughs> um, I, I was a little bit perplexed by seeing this 
this total, not because of the 480 and three touchdowns. Bailey Zappi did this on very consistent occasion last year. But the fact that he threw 39 for 62 is yeah. just gaudy to me. That's that's crazy. It's that Matt he Stafford threw, numbers. That's what that uh, is. Yeah. Uh, that many passes, but on top of it, completing that many is very good. You'll see guys go in that 62 number and not even touch like 25 because they're constantly throwing it and he's constantly missing. So they still have to throw on first, second and third down. But 39 completions for 62 passes, I think, is a very, very good accuracy completion percentage considering how much they like to stretch the field and throw the ball downfield. My fat stat, because Sean had to steal the one good guy, as soon as I put fat stats in our show outline, before I could even react, Sean was already writing in Bailey Zappi. He didn't, yeah. he didn't even have to look him up. Because he, I had already made my down. own show doc, and then I'm like, oh, here's Joe's <laughs> show doc, so <laughs> I'm just going to really? go in here, and I'm going to wreak havoc. So that's what I decided to do. Oh, you didn't you didn't do that much. You just wrote down the the scores. It it was about the same that that I had written down, so it didn't it didn't really matter much. M- my pick though for fat stats was the guy he was tossing the rock to, Ben Ratzliff, another guy that we're big fans of. Six receptions, 108 yards, and a touchdown. Not the same stat line as Bailey Zappi, but I will say that that is a very very good receiving performance for the weekend. I remember I was never that high on Rats Laugh when we were going over wide receiver breakdowns, but hey, that's a good performance right there. I'll say it. He, he, he's not. It's not like he's proving me wrong because we had high expectations for him, but me personally, uh, I guess he proved me wrong a little bit. That's a, that's a good day. So now to wrap up today's show, it is going to be easily the most underwhelming FC estimates that we have ever done, and it might be for the entirety. Estimates. Yeah, I'm not even gonna put the put the music in (laughs) because we're picking games that are all. This has to be the worst lineup of games. For this week, there's not a single bad team on here. I I don't know. Um, I remember getting about week. Week 10 last year, we were just disgusted at some of the games. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were disgusted because you weren't even close in picking some no, no, of no, them. No, 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 no. I was making the comeback. Eh, I still, I forget what that final number was. I was still kicking your ass pretty bad. You weren't. The way that we're too. going to do this to determine the winner is not based on pick, because these are all FBS, FCS games, and they're all top-tier FBS teams in their respective conferences versus an FCS team. Um, The way we will do this is whoever picks the closest score and winner for the game will get the correct pick. So Sean, our first game is Eastern Kentucky out of all teams, West Virginia, considering what happened last week against Marshall. What is your score? Um, 52, to three, you're giving them points. Yes, they get a field goal. And you're, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that's West Virginia. Yes, West Virginia. Okay, I'm gonna go with sixty-three oh. to zero, West wow. Virginia. I think I, if look, if I, I wish I could root for West Virginia or not West Virginia, Eastern Kentucky, and have some faith in them. Um, but if you get manhandled by Marshall in Week One. I don't know how I can have much faith in you against 
West Virginia, who is a very, very good football program in the Big 12. I don't, I don't know if they can really get things going after uh, if, if they pick up a pretty big lead on them early. Sean, this one gets pretty interesting, though. The Citadel at South Florida. What do you got? 24 for the Citadel. Oh. 35 for South Florida. Oh. I thought you were going to pick. Well, my FCS Fans Nation Radio, which is also the longest FCS fans title uh, imaginable or moniker, I think they'll at least be happy that I'm giving their Citadel 24. See, I had a, a very long conversation with with Kevin about about this game, and I know that he would further appreciate the fact that I would I'm gonna pick the Citadel to pull off the upset. I'm gonna go 27 to 24. They beat Georgia Tech last year. I know what they, they did. They played Alabama close for a half. I know what they did. We're gonna get it. We're gonna get it. We're gonna. This is gonna be the the deciding factor. The whole season is me pulling off that upset upset Sean this is another tough one Campbell at Georgia Southern Georgia Southern a very good football program former FCS program and has been hot these past few years who are you picking they're not going to show any mercy on Campbell uh 42 to 10 Georgia Southern wow um yeah I'm actually I'm not going to go too far off from from that score line wow. because Georgia Southern's good. Campbell is what, what was that? That was an imitation of your wow. Not the Owen Wilson wow. <laughs> Just so everybody so, knows. That was a Joe. It sounds wow. like a a cheap knockoff that, exactly. of Owen Wilson. My pick for this is going to this. be thirty. Is this what we're gonna do? We're gonna we're Sorry. gonna play the That was my Owen Wilson. Thirty-eight to 18 is going to be my pick in favor of Georgia Southern. Uh, Sean, last game. Oh, no, we got two more games. We have two more games here. Sean, who do you have for Missouri State at Oklahoma? Oh, God. Um, let's just chalk it 48 to 3, Oklahoma. Wait, sorry, one more time. 48 to 3, Oklahoma. Okay, 48. To, wow, you're giving them a close uh bit of a close bout here. Um So, yeah, man, this is actually a tough one for me to pick. Um for obvious reasons, I'm going to go with 52 uh to 10 in favor of Oklahoma. All right, Sean, last game, Houston Baptist at Texas Tech. Who are you picking? I'm picking Texas Tech. I have the score. Texas Tech, uh, 48. Houston Baptist, 35. See, so you're you're in line with what I was thinking for this game, and I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with 49 to 38 because I I really think that this is gonna be a very very high scoring game. I think that. We're going to have similar outcome for the North Texas game where they're going to pick up a ton of garbage points if they're out of this, and they're still going to keep throwing the ball. I, I bet you Bailey Zappi throws 70 passes in this game. Oh, my gosh. To. Is that your prop? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do a prop? Is that what you want to do? <laughs> I have him. I don't think he's thrown as much this game. Um. Uh, 
I, he probably throws similar, or I, I bet he throws sixty on the dot, not a full, not a full seventy. There's no line listed for the game. I was hoping there would be some type of a betting line on ESPN, but sadly there is not. I I I don't know. I th- I think that they're going to throw the ball a crap ton. I, I don't know if they'll score that thirty-eight. That's me being a bit optimistic. But they're definitely going to throw the hell out of the ball and, and, and score a bunch of points towards the end of this game. Sean, I, that, that's it for today's episode. Do you have any closing thoughts for us? I have none. None. Empty-headed. Empty-headed Sean. All right. Well, <laughs> folks, thank you for tuning in. That is our show for the week. This will be uh, a weekly occurrence coming out on Tuesdays. Um, we're not going to do a second preview show like we did last season just because there's not really enough games going on for us and there's also going to be a stopping point at some point when we're out of fcs games to do so we're going to stick with this trajectory hopefully this works out please let us know some feedback on social media what you think of today's show if you like the structure if you wanted us to cover something else that we might have missed you can follow us at joe de leon and at sanderson radio make sure to tweet at us your thoughts and also send in any questions you have for the week we'll also start polling for questions like we did last year with kwame's corner the fan section of the show also folks follow believe podcasts on social media and twitter uh on twitter and instagram and also go to believe.com b-l-e-a-v.com to find our show as well as hundreds of others stay tuned for fcs games this weekend listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube